You're listening to Thursday Mornings with Alex and Don. GMAD. Don is a pastor with 40 years experience. And Alex is just as curious as you are. We look at the most important and interesting questions about the Bible and Christian faith. So let's talk about it. Pastor Don. Good morning, Alex. How are you doing? Well. Well, 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 well. Well, well, well. Well, we'll see after these questions. Yeah. Oh, great. All right. Uh, all right. Mm. More questions from Hillcrest. Cool. Why do we see God as a man? <laughs> Good question. Mm-hmm. Well, mainly because the pronouns used for him throughout the literature that's given to us in the Bible are... Ne- yeah. I don't know that there's... There might be a couple neutrals, but most of them are, ne- are, are men. Okay. Masculine. Okay. And so that could be because it was guys writing. Okay. Uh, but that's, that's how we take it. But we don't see a good, um, a, you know, culmination or, or the, you know, like in the canon when they structured that. bunch of this book was found, so this was put into the Bible. And in this one, it said God refers to himself as a he. Do we see that? Did that make any sense? No, it didn't make any sense. But okay. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't follow. What we see is masculine pronouns right. and masculine names. Okay. El Shaddai, those kind of things are, are masculine in nature. I guess I'll start over. Does he refer to himself as father? He. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. He does? God does? Well, I'm thinking in about the, Bible. How, the way Jesus talked about him was the father. Sure. That's a good so, example. Uh, that's that's where my mind goes first. Absolutely. And I do what I see my father doing. Mm-hmm. My father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Right. You know, Matthew six. Uh, so I, I see Jesus actively referring to him as, as okay. father. Okay. Is it important for us to see him that way as well? Um. Basically, yeah. is is there is there a is there a little space in this box that you know we we see him as our father, right? But is there the space where we can say you know he's not actually a man, he's not male, because he is God, but right. we see him in this way because that is the fatherly aspect that he brings. He's more than male, so you need to take your perfect father image, okay, better than our human father images. Right. And realize that even our most perfect father image projected upon God will be inaccurate. Okay. Because we're still using human constructs. And God is trying to... So all the different terms for God used in the Old Testament, uh, uh, Jehovah Jireh, El Shaddai, Mm -hmm. all those names are God's way of trying to communicate to us who he is. All-powerful. Mm-hmm. Uh, all listening, healing. Uh, those are attributes of God. <clears throat> and so we're projecting, okay, this is God out here, and so in order for me to understand him, I need some kind of word. Well, Father, that's one of those ways of understanding him. The very best, very understanding, most uh, uh, caring, uh, yet the most direct, directing, sure. uh, um, the most, uh, shall we say, in command. Okay. <laughs> That could be that uh, on a way of understanding God, but even with those things projected from a human construct on God, it's going to be limited. 
I see. It's not going to be a perfect understanding. That's why we have Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, because that is God, and it's three ways of helping us understand Him most fully in Jesus Christ as, as uh, He came in human form. But we still need the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. to help understand God, as well as this idea of Father. Right. And so I know for some people, and I've encountered these conversations in the past where their father... The individual's father was a schnook, oh. and and so they have a hard time identifying God as being like their father. Sure, and so it's very clear to me that no, God isn't like your father because right. your father was a schnook. Yeah, but your God is like a perfect father, right? That displays attributes beyond the best father we could ever yeah. have. All the things that you needed that you did not get from that father. But we're seeking. But we're seeking. Yeah, I think Even we sort you... of know what we want from a father image mm -hmm. and what we want from a, a mother. Yeah. And, and we know when we're lacking those elements. Mm -hmm. But to project the neg the lack upon God, that's right. not that's, that's, that's not appropriate. Not right. That's no. not there's no good in that. Okay. So when we say, you know, why are we calling him he? Why are we saying that he's a man? It's because of those not necessarily old school thoughts of a father and what a father should be, but today, or even any parent, uh, mother or father, those good things are what we is what we should be seeing God as. Mm -hmm. All those good things. Right. Not just not just the the um, affectionate love. Right. The, the, there's the disciplinary love. Discipline. There's all the loves involved with that relationship. And it's also, we see the father as the spiritual lead of the home. Yeah. And so the father is setting the tone spiritually mm -hmm. for how, what, what is, what's valuable in this home. Yeah. What are attributes we celebrate? Mm -hmm. What are attributes we don't celebrate? Right. And, and we, the father does that. Yeah. The mom is, is the caring, nurturing, uh, one that keeps us moving, takes care of our socks, mm -hmm. keeps things happening, and the Father creates that atmosphere of the home spiritually. Yeah. And that's where I think so many times uh, we haven't had the Father we really would like to see, and we notice that peace. And so we, we have a hard time with talking right. about God as Father. Mm -hmm. I have a great Father, so it's not hard for me. Right. But I could see where it would be for somebody else. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Yeah, and just not not in an attempt to not alienate, you know, different family structures out there. I would say that my wife has a master's degree in childhood psychology, and boy, she is much better at finding those things that I'm doing wrong <laughs> in general. <laughs> but also, the she's so good at redirecting how I talk to my boys and I'm not necessarily one that likes to be necessarily redirected or corrected. Um, but with those, I'm just like such at a loss sometimes with those boys as to why this is happening or why I'm not getting through. And uh, she knows how to do it. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's in an area that she actually can't be the one that does it. So being able to take and bounce things off of her so I can be a better loving father, boy. Mm. 
That'll grow. What? Grow into a richness in your home. Yeah. 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 It's awesome. So what she does for you and what you do for her and yeah. what you two do for the boys, uh-huh. that's family. Yeah. Huh. Wonder if we could ever project that into the church. Mm-hmm. Healthy yeah. constructs where we grow together. Yeah. I think they even say like, uh, just like another example is um, why God, we see him as a father, um, is when you look at little kids, and this has been scientifically analyzed, is kids are... I think I think it was either 400 or 800 percent, and I still think that's a low number. They are worse behaved with mother than they are with father because of those relationships, uh-huh. and I see it too. You know, it's, it's it's wild. It's wild how that is. So maybe that's one of those aspects too. But over the course of time, then after they get out of those early years, yeah. the boys usually uh, really bond to their fathers mm-hmm. and need their fathers. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely, yeah. And I'm sure there's other people that, you know, have more or have a better relationship like that, had a strict mother and a father that was more, it was different too. But this is why we see God as a man is for that universal father, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Um, we do, I'm going to do another question here too. If we were made, if we are made in God's image, why will we look completely different in heaven? Oh, (laughs) We will be like his own glorious, yes. That's why we look different. uh, Paul talks about us being then made into his own glorious body, which means Jesus. Okay. And so uh, we look different now. That serves the purpose well. That way everybody can tell you from me. Mm -hmm. God bless them. Um, In heaven, that's not necessary. Because we will sense each other differently. I see. I mean, the presence is the big thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, we'll still know. Okay. I'll still know you in heaven. Okay. Even though I won't see your black hair and sure. your blue-green eyes. Yeah. Okay. So we're not... It, that is a strange question, though. Like, you know, it is. Right now, we're made in God's image, and, now, and then once we go to heaven, we won't look like our Heavenly Father. Well, when it says we're made in God's image, is it talking about only what we see on the outside? Or is it talking about our soul, Mm. the spiritual part of who we are, is in God's image? Okay. And uh, that is the piece that will outlast this old carcass. Sure. And so that's definitely in God's image. Yeah. I mean, when we get to heaven, we better look wildly different. There better be something there that's, and when I say better, I'm saying we were promised a something that we just can't even comprehend. So I hope it's wild. And I mean wild as a good thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I hope it's just fantastic, mind blowing. Yeah. Right? And, and I think Paul's thinking that. I mean, if you think about the description of Paul, it was, he was, yeah. And then in, in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, the very first verses, he talks about putting down this tent. Yep. And he, he doesn't have much regard for his physical body. And then uh, in 1 Corinthians 15, he talks about us being made like into his own glorious body, mm-hmm. which saying, oh, we're going we're gonna to be looking like Jesus. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I hope, I hope anybody out there has more to add to that, too. Just tell us what, what are your thoughts about it? What are you... How are you viewing this conversation about, you know, God as a man and, and, and roles um, between male and female within a household, without a, outside of a household, before, after marriage? Because um, 
it's such a good conversation it is. that I think needs to keep happening. Um, right now, the culture is trying to define it, and I think um, probably getting unhealthy at this point. And and not to say it wasn't healthy or that it was healthy before, but well, we've changed aspects of it. Yeah, and, and so there are things that we. It's as if we needed to knock down some constructs to build new ones. Right. And and uh, I think maybe we went a little far. Right. Like right now, if 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 a husband and wife say like, oh, we have roles within our home for each one of us, a lot of people will say, someone's being oppressed. But oh it's yeah. It's like. What do you mean? No, mm-hmm. we agreed that I'm going to do these things and I'm going to do these things. And then we that's way that's how we're splitting it up. Why is that? Yeah. Impression. They're like, "Oh, well you're making expectations on your partner that are But see, that's that's a whole different religion. Yeah. No, oh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, that's secular humanism. Yeah. So that secular humanism is like uh, I I'm I'm me and you're you and nothing mm-hmm. nothing right. ever crosses. And uh, that's not how God created right. us. God created us for community. Mm-hmm. And so that means I bring to the table the things I can do well. You bring to the table what you can do well. Yeah. And we're going to exist as a community because of what we do together. Mm-hmm. And we're better together than we are separately. Right. Yeah. But that means I have to give up my autonomy at times yeah. Yeah. in order to do for the greater good. Right, right. And I, I struggle at times because I see it my wife and I, you know, we have a kind of a division of labor in our house. You know, we have our, each have our roles and uh, my hard headedness. Cause I, I, and I, she knows, and I've told her like, I need expectations. Hmm. I need to be able to be able to know what my expectations are. Cause when new things pop up that are not my job, mm-hmm. that makes me a little, I'm like, why aren't you taking part of your thing? Yeah. But slowly over time learning, to see the need, to recognize it beforehand. Before you know, five years ago, I would say, just do your thing, do your job. Yeah, do your job. I'll do my job. And We're all happy. And so I realized that you know, how much love she gets from that. That is speaking her love language. Is if I'm seeing things that don't, that are not my job, and picking up and doing that that certain thing. Yeah. And that's the team part of it. It is. That's the, team. the goodness of well, it. Well, and part of that is you're drawing forward to we as a family are going to accomplish. Yeah. We're yeah. moving together. Uh, Little House on the Prairie. Mm-hmm. It was so fun to watch that family work together in the in the series of all the hardships and yeah. tribulations, and uh, they work together to get the job done. Mm-hmm. And I think our families worked more healthy oh, yeah. when we worked lived into it together not only husband and wife but all of the kids Mm -hmm. we were living into a future you know the house will be done we'll have this done we'll have these acres that kind of thing we don't have those kind of goals as families anymore where are we going to be as a family so it's like you said in expectations we're not speaking them Mm -hmm. and we need them Mm -hmm. and part of the reason we need expectations is so we can lovingly exceed them yeah agreed yeah, because that communicates quite a bit in itself. See, I like the whole expert. I didn't, you know, I think at one time I approached her. I had gone off in secret and made a list of all the household chores. And I said, all right, we're going to start dividing these up and bargaining these things. You know, I think that's worth two of these. Oh. And, you know, she didn't, uh, uh, that wasn't met with um, 
What? She didn't just say, oh, what a great job, Alex. I'm oh, so man. glad you did this. I'm like blushing right now just seeing how stupid that was. And I don't know. Maybe it'll so work you were for young someone. ones, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. Stupid. Um, because I was like, this foolproof plan, I've mm-hmm. solved it. Mm-hmm. I solved it. Uh, Love of my life, I've solved our problems. Here you go. You are welcome. And that's that, that wasn't, man, that was so dumb didn't at the happen, time, man. you know? And that's one of the things that's interesting is because uh, women's gift is the fact that they look outside constructs oh, yeah. of resolve. Yeah. They yeah, really yeah, don't yeah. need resolution. No. They're good living without resolution. Yeah. Where guys aren't, <laughs> and so we want to we want a problem solve, and they say, "Let's converse about this. Let's have a conversation about this. Yeah, spend some time in it. You mm-hmm. know, yeah. So I'm just sitting like, there, just thumping my leg, I'm like, when are we going to get to the resolution? Yes, and the important part. I've made some notes. I found the problem. Here we go. I've got one more out here that I need to take care of. Mm-hmm. So let me loose to get to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But finding exactly. the the things that you know, this is one thing I got time for. I can do. I can do this, and not saying, oh. I'll judging the other person for not meeting what your expectations of of them mm-hmm. man as if you've speak spoken them right exactly oh, yeah a lot of times <laughs> there's like she should be doing this like she said and it's not happening oh, what a toxic thing and it i bet every relationship kind of starts that way before you figure it out i have a lot of friends that are single men and they'd say i never want to be married because of these things and i'm like i used to think that mm-hmm and they're like, yeah. So, like, what do you do? I'm like, you get over it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, well, you become whipped. It's like, no, I love her. I've realized that that's loving, and I want to love her. There's where you're gonna yeah. be happy. And that's part of giving over, get, getting over yourself. Mm-hmm. Because yep. it's some, we're better together. Better, way, way better. What you can accomplish. Uh, a yeah. couple more questions. What was your favorite part of marriage when you were young, freshly married? That isn't sex. Oh, (laughs) Um, yeah, doing things together, eating together, yeah. Just new experiences. Uh, I kind of like that, too. Yeah. Well, my wife introduced me to Chinese food. Oh, goodness. So so she was good at introducing me to things. Broccoli. She made a casserole that I could eat that had broccoli in it. So, uh, yeah, that was good. Boy, you know, I'd love to have just like a whole episode of you trying new foods. What if we get, what if we propose this to the listeners? Like if we get 200 subscribers, this 200 more subscribers this year, we can, we can have a whole assortment of things for you to try. Okay. We're getting uncomfortable here. <laughs> oh, I thought that was a commitment. All right. Okay. Okay. Uh, 200 more. Let me pray about it. All right. Okay. We'll, we'll get back to you guys on that one. That could be fun. But um, no. Next question. What is your favorite part of marriage now? Or within the last five years? Mm, boy. Well, the fact that we're better together. I mean, we're just, yeah. Just the richness that the relationship offers. Yeah. We sat on... Uh, sat together on New Year's Day and, and said, you know how much has gone on in the last 35 years? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. We've been married 40, 44 years this year in August. And so just knowing how much has changed and all the children are now out on their own and now the grandchildren. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've got a 
grandchild that's a junior in high school. Weird. I mean, wow, wow, just two years from college. Yeah. Maybe six years from being having great grandchildren. Right. Oh my goodness gracious. Can that be? Mm-hmm. But it can be. Yeah. And we've done it together. Yeah. There was a time because of Charlene's health that we were given five years. Mm-hmm. And uh, this year, it will be 25 years since she was given five years. God is good. God is good. And we celebrate that. So mm-hmm. looking back together, the part of what I cherish is that we can look back together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's one of Carly and I's, you know, we're not, we haven't married that long yet, but Lord willing, we will. Just looking back at all the things that have happened in a good way mm-hmm. and the comfort it brings knowing there's someone there by your side, through it all, no matter what. Amen. Yeah. So good. Amen. Amen. Will you pray us out? I can do that. All right. Heavenly Father, we thank you that we can call on you, and you're part of who we are and our community. We also thank you, Lord, for all the relationships you've given us and how they have added to us and, and made us better than we are alone. So, Lord, bless the relationships we're part of. Guide us in them. Help us nurture them to be even stronger than they are currently. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and risen Savior, amen. Amen. Well, everyone, thanks for joining us this week, and we will see you all next week. Lord willing. Bye. Thanks again for joining us for this week's episode. We are both having a ton of fun making these videos and episodes. And if you're having fun too, please tell a friend about this and help us to grow this mission. Thank you and God bless.